Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth yet spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. Okay, if you have your Bibles, please open to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We will be studying verses 1 until 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. Okay. Let me tell you a little short story. We went out to eat with friends one time. And while we were there, they said, the charge is on us. It means that the bill is the responsibility. Okay? And think about this. In everything we do, somebody has to be charged. It's either yourself or other people. But when you are obedient to the charge, it will bring blessing to others. Think about that. Meaning to say that God has put you here for a blessing to other people. And you have to live up to that because it's the charge of Christ to you. If you are a child of God, that is your responsibility. So our lesson today is knowing how Jesus has given you his charge because you are now a child of God. In verse 1, let me read, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. So the basis of Christ's charge to every individual is the presence of God and Jesus in preparation for his coming back. When Jesus comes, the Bible says there will be judgment. You do not fear that. It should be a joy for you as a child of God because you are prepared. You are ready for the judgment seat of Christ. In preparation for his coming back, that means the whole plan of God through all creation will be fulfilled. And because of those two things, he gives this charge to you. I was watching the Facing the Giants many, many times. It's a good movie to watch over and over again. And the last segment was the kicking of the field goal. And you know, there were thousands of people in the arena. But the kid was focused on the approval of his father that was across the fence. He was waiting, and he was waiting. And to him, the shouting and cheers of the people 
were becoming silent and couldn't hear them, and then focus on the approval of his father. And when the father nodded his head, he kicked it. We are waiting for the approval of God in everything we do. And that is the charge that God has given each one of us. I would like to share three letters, or oh, one letter in three situations, three P's. Okay, the first P is in verse 2. And let me read. Preach the word. Okay. So in the presence of God and with the approval of the Father and the coming of his kingdom, he says, you as a child of God, preach the word. Why do you need to preach? This preaching, this charge was given to Timothy. Why is it given to you? Because you are a child of God. Second, because of verse 3. Let's read verse 3. It says, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Things and time like that will come. And it has already come. Men will not put up with sound doctrine. They have selective hearing. They just want to hear what they want to hear. But you, as a child of God, you have to say what God wants you to say, not what other people want to hear. That is the charge. A lot of times we fear because what would other people say? What would they say after I say these things? And so we are being controlled by the pressure of the society. And you know what the society is. You know what the world is. The Bible says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Pay attention with the approval of God as he gives his charge to you. Preach. You do not force the gospel to people. Just take the opportunity when they come. Because God opens the door all the time. The question is, when was the last time you shared the gospel to someone? Think. Last week? Yesterday? A year? I don't remember. I never did. When was the last time that you shared the gospel to people? You will say, preaching the gospel is the preacher's job. That's why he's called a preacher. But sharing the gospel is the Christian's responsibility. That is your responsibility as a child of God. I do not know how to share the gospel, you may say. Well, then get trained. That's why the church is there. There are teachers, disciples, pastors who can do that to equip you and train you to do the same thing. Because these people that we look up to don't live forever. You will be the next generation. And your children will be the next generation. If you don't teach them what happens to the gospel, it will sleep. What happens to the charge of Christ to you to preach? It's gone. 
So the Christianity today that is supposed to be flourishing will just be pushed under the rug. That is what is going to happen if we do not live up to the charge of Christ to us. So what's the lesson that we have here? You preach the word when God opens the opportunity. And if you are a child of God, God wants you to be faithful as charged. Number two is in verse two. This, the first P is preach the word. The second P is prepare. And not only prepare, but prepare in season and out of season. Prepare at all times. So in the presence of God, with the approval of the Father, prepare. And why do you prepare? Because of verse 4. Let's read verse 4. It says, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's the world today. When people begin to turn their ears to those things that are not important and not, are not true, your job is to prepare to meet those challenges because they will come. Again, the warning of the Bible is people maybe on your own group might be the ones that will challenge you to that. When you are prepared, you would know what to say when time comes. Are you prepared when you are given a job to do? Some people just wing it. Some say, I'll just let the Holy Spirit lead. Three hours later, you haven't done anything. You know? The Bible says prepare. You have to work at that. In the Philippines, I train people to lead Bible studies. And once in a while, I say, okay, it's Bible study time. What's your topic? You're going to go to this group. And then next week, I say, are you ready for the Bible study? Oh, oh, um, um, I forgot. Two things will happen. He will say, I forgot or whatever. Let's just wing it. Or he will pray that it will rain. And then he says, oh, it rained. I didn't come. You know? Hey, are we ready when the call comes? The word of God is the one thing that we carry with us at all times. We need to be ready when God opens the opportunity. What are the events that you need to prepare for? A lot. Birthdays. Graduations. Proms, weddings, vacations, Thanksgiving. You spend so much money and time to prepare for all those things. And they happen every year. Okay, what about church? What about Bible studies, youth groups, Sunday school? Do you prepare for that? What if God opens the door for you to share the gospel? Are you prepared? Uh, talk to Pastor Mike. Talk to the deacons, you know? 
Are you prepared to talk about spiritual things? You don't necessarily preach. Are you prepared to share your testimony of what, how good God is in your life to other people, especially those who haven't heard of God? You may think that everybody with a social media, that everyone has heard about the Lord. No. No. Especially in closed countries. It, it is sad. But there will come a time that those windows and doors will be open and you are the one there. Are you ready to go? Even in tithing or offering, do you prepare for that? You know, I read a verse you it was read earlier today in Second Corinthians verse nine, uh, chapter nine, verse seven. Each man should give what he has decided, what he has prepared in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. We don't prepare for that. At Naos, I make a joke all the time, but it's true. They come, when the offering plate comes around, they reach into their pockets and pick up some whatever is in there. Sees it's 100 pesos, they put it back. They look for the 20. Okay? And if there's no 20, they'll just say, I'll do it next week. Because their hearts are not prepared for that. And the Bible says, in everything you do, be prepared. How do you prepare? <laughs> That's a problem. Okay. You study, you read, and learn the scriptures. And you cannot learn in one sitting. Every day. You can study a little bit at a time and learn from that. So after you have learned and read and studied, you abide by what you learn. That's how you prepare. Because the more you abide by what you learn, the more you get prepared, not knowing it. And number three, you practice it constantly. And then it becomes a lifestyle. Because there is a saying that says, a person who is ready never needs to get ready. If it is your lifestyle, you don't have to get ready for it. You know your name? If somebody asks you, what's your name? Do you have to research? You ask Siri. Siri, what's my name? No, you don't. Because you have it. Okay? The word of God should be like that in your lives. Okay, which means to say that every opportunity, every blessing that comes from God is given to everyone the same. Not just for the pastor or the deacons or the elders. It's given to everybody. When you have received Jesus in your heart and his Holy Spirit begins to work in you, the word of God begins to be alive in you. Take that opportunity to learn. So lesson Prepare at all times. And again, if you are a child of God, God wants you to be faithful as charged. What's number one? Preach the word. And number two? 
prepare at all times. Number three is in verse two still. Do you see it? Okay, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience. Okay, patience in all situations. So in the presence of God and the approval of the Father and with his coming kingdom, do this. What do you do? Be patient. <laughs> Why do you need to be patient? Because of verse 5. Verse 5, it says, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Hardship will come. One of the hardest things to do is to convince somebody to believe what you believe. Because everyone here has his own right. I have the right not to believe. I have the right to do this. I have the right to do that. Don't impose on me what you believe. You know, hard times will come. Now, do you have the patience to teach the same thing over and over again? I have taught you this before. You never learned teach again. Patience. Do you have the patience to train people? I cannot train you. You're a three-year-old. Go to the three-year-old expert. I've told you this again, again, and again, and you fail again, and again, and again. Parenting. Patience. Those letter P's, you watch out for those. <laughs> Do you have the patience to learn also? Sit under people who have experienced more than you did to teach you. Do you have the patience to learn? Do you have the patience to wait? Hmm. You have seen it in the Philippines. You know, even at a stoplight, you red, you stop. Green, you go. Yellow, you go faster. <laughs> they have the patience, even at the stoplight. No, patience is a lifestyle. Actually, it's a gift from God. If you want to go to the bank in the Philippines, allow three or so hours to get one transaction done. If you go to government offices like SSS, PhilHealth, you have to wait in line. The door is right here. People are lined all the way to the streets. And a lot of times, even if I go pay my bill, electric bill, I mean, I don't go. I ask somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> I don't have time to wait. <laughs> okay? And what they do is they go there early in the morning, maybe 6 o'clock, get a number. Because they only allow like 200 people to pay that day. So if you go there at 10 and get 201, you're scheduled for the next day or next two days. It's hard. 
I was, I renewed my Philippine passport a while back, and I went in line in front of a mall at four o'clock in the morning. The office opened at eight, and I was done at lunch just to renew a passport. So what do you do in those hours being patient? You will, you will play on your cell phone. It was, you know, years ago, I didn't have cell phone to play with. You have to find people to talk to, you know? And God opens the opportunity, share the gospel. Be prepared, you know, things like that. You just have to make time for everything that is given to you. Okay. Do you have patience? Know that not all people are as smart as you are. <laughs> know that not all people think the way you do. They do things differently. They understand things from other angles. And if you are not patient, conflict happens. Now, how can you have patience? This is just a suggestion from me. You can have your own ways to have patience. But I think since this is the gift, one of the fruit of this Holy Spirit, pray for patience. Ask the Lord to give that to you. And second, practice patience. It's not enough to ask God and just know in your head what patience is. Practice it. And then monitor your practice. At the end of the day, say, ah, was I patient today? Those are the things that you can do. Lesson on this thing is be patient in all situations. And again, if you are a child of God, God wants you to be faithful as charged. So first P is preach the word. Second P, prepare at all times. And third P, Patience in all situations. Parting note. Okay. Why do you need to preach the word? Why do you need to prepare at all times? Why do you need to be patient in all situations? Because of verses 6 to 8. I will read. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will, re will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. In verse 6, a time has come for me to leave. This is just giving each one. The idea that you do not live forever. So if you have that idea, you have to work on discipleship. You have to disciple somebody to take your place. You have to train someone. Because one day you will leave. Another chapter has come for Valerie and I. We've trained the people as we could. And in verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. 
because of God's charge to you, you want to fight the good fight. You were singing earlier, you won't lose because God is on your side. It is his fight, actually. Okay? So we did everything at Naos. We are so grateful that they are doing great. And in verse 8, longing for the award. And that's, I think, the culmination of Christianity, of Christian life. God has prepared an award for each one up there. He's just wanting you to be faithful to the charge that he has given you. It says not only to me, but to all who is going to be faithful. Again, if you are a child of God, God wants you to be faithful as charge. Lessons, let's go back again. Preach the word, prepare at all times, be patient in all situations. Now, if you have a chance, I wrote discussion topics. You can talk to your wife, family, friends, a table, whatever. First is share what you feel God has charged you to do. Talk about that. And then, number two, share two ways on how you can work out this charge. How do you apply that? So when you talk at lunch today, think about it.